The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning and taking time out of your day to be part of God's Word, to get into God's Word. Uh, Whether you're joining us live here at 11 o'clock, or whether you're watching this later or listening to this later on audio, we're so grateful for the privilege to be part of your day, and we really hope this would be a help. We hope this would be an encouragement. Um, The section of Scripture we're going to look at this morning, um, it kind of dovetails off the same premise of what we talked about yesterday with how we should view authority good or bad, and it really is. It's a continuation of authority, and it kind of transitions because you have how we deal with authority yesterday and today. Starting tomorrow, we're going to talk a bit about what Peter says and how to deal with suffering. And that, unfortunately, it is something God has put into our lives. If you actually studied the book of Peter, you're going to find he deals a lot with suffering. He does a lot with these things well, because he's talking to a church in suffering. He's talking to a persecuted church right now that is going through massive battles and is seeing horrendous things happen simply because of their belief in Jesus. Remember, the, the, the Israelis are still under Roman oppression anyway. And then they have Christianity on top of that. And so they just, they just, it's not an easy scenario to be in. So you have to remember the context of what Peter's speaking to, the historical aspect of who he's speaking and why he's saying some of these things. And so sometimes we look at these and they seem kind of harsh. I hope we understand that the people who were these were written to are really dealing with some excruciating circumstances. And that's not to downplay some of the things we'll talk about in the next couple of days. But I think it puts a little bit of context that we're not the only ones that have ever been mistreated or ever felt like things aren't going the way we think they should or we wish they would. But yeah, God's got a plan, and that's what we're going to talk about the next couple of days. But today, we're going to talk just a couple verses in 1 Peter chapter 1, um, verse number 18. 1 Peter 1, verse 18, the Bible says this, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. So he is referencing the aspect of the servanthood, the slavehood. And in some occasions, this was a, a corrupt institution in the Roman scenario. One of the things unique when you go through and study uh, the term of slavery, some of it was similar to what we'd see in our history. A lot of it was what would come down to bond slave or things of that nature, simply meaning that some people... He borrowed money, borrowed money to get to a certain scenario, and they owed money back, and so they would work for that person until the money was paid back, or that person would pay it, and they'd pay off their debt from them. Uh, either way, it's not always a comfortable scenario they're in. And so what Paul Peter does is he puts out what we consider the worst scenario these people could have been in in this situation. He's like, listen, even in the, the worst of life circumstances where you are living as a servant, uh, for someone else, which means yeah, no matter how what scenario you got there, which means you really have no rights, you have no freedom until you've worked yourself out of that scenario. And every once in a while, he would say that sometimes you have a really good master and someone who would really take good care of you. He goes, and work great for them. He goes, but then sometimes you're going to find yourself that the person you're working for is just horrible. And yet he still gave instructions on how they should have dealt with that, how they should have taken care of them. So let me look at a couple aspects we can see here. Obviously, generally speaking, today we don't, we don't deal with that, especially in America. This, the application, I think, the best we can make today 
Uh, and a simple application would be just how we respond, again, to others in authority over us, but specifically in the aspect of those who would be employers over us, your bosses, your managers, um, those who would rank higher in whatever job you're in. I was reading an article this morning. Uh, there was two parts of the article, uh, two different articles. The first one was interviewing 900 younger generation workers and all the things they hated about the older generation workers. The second article was those same older generation workers. What is their problem with the younger ones? And the big debate where they thought the younger ones were lazy, entitled, they wouldn't get off their phones, they weren't committed, they're bouncing around. And the younger ones were saying how the older ones were arrogant and they never were willing to try anything new. They thought they knew everything. All of these, and it's simply just both of them really came down to the idea of everything was, I want it my way. Either way you look at this, there's going to be a conflict when you say, I have to do something and someone else gets to tell me what to do. When I first worked into management, I was working at McDonald's and I moved into management. I, I was 19, uh, which actually meant that, in uh, that situation was unique because in fast food, generally most of the people who work, especially the evenings, are younger. I found myself to be one of the youngest people on staff. And it, it did become a little bit complicated at first when many of them, and I had only worked at McDonald's for a very short period of time, I've brought in management. Uh, so it was really tricky at first. A lot of people really had a battle, really had a struggle with the idea that I had a right to tell them what to do. And simply put, I wasn't there to tell anybody what to do. I was just there to direct the policies of the restaurant. Uh, and it became complicated, it became responsibility on my part to earn the respect of those around me and work as hard or harder than them. Now, what do we do in those scenarios though, when we're working? He said, maybe you're hurt, maybe you've been punished. Obviously, we're not gonna get whipped at work today. But let's say some scenarios where somebody's on your case, uh, you have been punished, you've been written up, whatever, disciplined, whatever it is come. And uh, he says there's two scenarios in this passage that could happen. The first one, he goes, it doesn't really do a whole lot when the reason you're being disciplined is by your own fault. If you steal money or you come into work late consistently or you skip a day of work and therefore there's punishment or discipline as a result of it, he's like, it, it's not really that big of a deal if you are patiently enduring discipline for something you did. It's your fault. He says, you should do that. You should take responsibility and move on. He goes, but it does really show a level of character when you are being disciplined for a scenario that is not yours, that you did not do. You did right in that scenario, and yet there's still levels of discipline coming your way. Uh, there's been times throughout my life that I had, there's been scenarios where it's, let me explain something first. There's been scenarios in my life where I have endured discipline as a result of me breaking the policies of the place I worked. Uh, for whatever reason. And so when, when you get in trouble, you sit back and say, well, you just hope it's not too bad. I can get mad or I just hope, hope I still have a job when this is over. In the one scenario, I remember thinking that. The second thing I would say, though, is there's been times in my life where, uh, especially when in management, when someone else would do wrong and they'd blame it on me. In some cases, I wasn't even there. And yet, bam, there came the discipline. There came this. And one of the things I learned, though, is if I were to get angry and quickly defend myself, generally, I looked even more guilty. In the scenarios to where I was the one place to fault and it wasn't mine, my willingness is to sit and listen and say, listen, let me find out what's going on and really handle it graciously, open the door in almost every one of those scenarios. It wasn't a lot, but in almost one of those scenarios, because I wasn't fighting, it came out that they realized it wasn't me. Fighting back doesn't work. There's something, there's something powerful. There's something, something that it's stated to the authority when we're not overreacting and we're willing to handle it correctly. And we may never be vindicated in what we've done, but he's saying, we're talking about character, where he goes, this is what I encourage us. And here's what he's saying. He's talking to a church 
lives in a day that's not a fan of the church. He's talking to a church that lives in a day where they're actually being persecuted if they are part of this church. And he said, even in these scenarios, sometimes the government is for you, sometimes they're against you. Sometimes you've got a great master, a great boss. Sometimes you have one that's immoral. Either way it is, your character is seen by your reactions. Here's a simple principle we've all heard. It is a simple principle to say, very, real, sometimes not always easy to implement, but it's simply this. I cannot control the actions and comments of the people around me, but I can control my response to them. And please understand, humanly speaking, I may have a lot of valid reason to react poorly in some scenarios. And I may still react poorly in some scenarios and then have to get it right. What is being stated is there's something powerful, there's something unique about the fact that when I have every human right to react poorly, I still react well. It definitely screams something unique. I'll tell you, it's not easy and we're not always gonna do it, but this is what God has challenged us to strive to do. Now, starting tomorrow, he's gonna talk a bit about suffering in reality, not, not some struggles at work, but true suffering in life, and, and we're gonna evaluate that too. But this is one of those core. I need to understand that God created authority. I need to understand that even when authority is not always treating me the way I want, I can, still have a, uh, I can still have a response, biblical, that's unique. I need to understand those two things as I walk into legitimate suffering, which we will talk about tomorrow. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Greatly appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. I hope this is a help. I hope it encourages you as we walk through this book. Find out as what God is trying to tell us or God is telling us we're trying to learn and just greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you join us again tomorrow.